Welcome to Fuck the Laundry, conversations for purpose-driven women who have better things to do. I'm your host, Elise Nation, intuitive transformation coach and highly sensitive mum of two, on a mission to empower you to be the shero of your story. Join me as we explore how to 10x the shit out of life, love and business. Hello and welcome back, my friends. I hope you've had an amazing week. And I am coming to you post-yoga class. And um, whilst moving through practice, I was presented with not only moments of ease in catching my breath, but also like reminder about the polarity of life and how everything is always coexisting simultaneously and (laughs) I'm moving through my practice and noticing sort of like wafts of what smells like my son's shit on my top (laughs) and navigating my breath while noticing so many thoughts, so many ideas and so many conversations swirling around in my mind. And it's actually said that we have around 70,000 thoughts a day and you can imagine so many of those we are not conscious of. (laughs) And those that we are conscious of that we often stick ourselves with and that almost like I get the sense of, you know, there's these stronger thought patterns that we are like good friends with. (laughs) We're so used to them being there. We're so used to engaging with them that we almost by default sort of function from those places um, unless we decide or have a moment where it might be through the practice of yoga or through the practice of meditation we start to realize that our engaging with those thoughts is actually creating have you heard that saying thoughts become things It's actually creating our reality. And perhaps it's that realization that, oh my God, I don't actually like what's showing up in my reality. That's not a helpful thought. And the interesting thing about the awakening journey is really discovering that the foundation of everything we experience is the thoughts that are running in our mind or the points of view that we have. Um, What I've been noticing that's been up in my world lately is the intensity and the chaos that is 
having kids, that is being a mother. And, and not just that, I'm feeling that, um, even the environment I'm living in right now is really sort of pushing my buttons. I'm getting this sense that there feels to be really, um, not great boundaries. <laughs> I'm living in this sort of block of townhouses and it's, uh, there's a lot of holiday go, goers that sort of come and stay and lots of kids and, and even sort of the more, um, long-term neighbors as well are, of course, just friendly and, you know, everyone living so close to each other is always up in each other's business. And I've really found myself getting caught up in the swell of the, the chaos and the, like, question of, like, what is my reality here? What is actually my space and where do I find it? And of, of course, like boundaries are a theme that often arise at points in my life, but I've been reflecting on, on that conversation in a different way and noticing that children come in and they have literally no boundaries like their energy is all over the place they're generally like very open to engaging with anyone and anything this may not be the case for all children but it's like I mentioned um, in a previous episode that there's that either outward expression of energy with like a pushing out and like my daughter is like a great example of this her energy is so out it's so expanded and she really takes up space and then like someone perhaps like me who naturally operates um with my energy pulled in and I like to move through the world leaving the lightest footprint. Whenever I stay at someone's house, it's like I want to – I had this always had this thought like I pretend like I've never even been there. Um, and even before I lived with anyone, I loved everything being in its place and I would know if anything was ever moved or – um, disturbed and I really took such contentment in this high level of organization in my world. So I've been so challenged with that, um, particularly in the last year as my, my four year old continues to expand <laughs> her energy and disrupt my world. Uh, and literally show me that I really have no control <laughs> over uh, many things in my my outward life, what I see. But what I do have control over is how I choose to respond to what shows up in my world and how I can actually uh, communicate or work on like verbalizing my own 
like non-negotiables or like what works for me in sharing space with her and like as me being the the adult in this relationship and through my own expression of boundaries showing her a possibility where other people are considered in her world without her having to withdraw her energy or make herself smaller and avoid disrupting my reality and it's such a tricky thing like i really am in the cr- like the crux of uh, i don't even know, know if that's like the right word but i'm in the in the shit of it like i really at times go oh like what do i do here and and relationships i believe are so great for this because they will always show you where you have really shitty boundaries <laughs> um, or where there's an opportunity for you to ask for something that you haven't been, you know, asking for. And like I've talked about anger previously, but what I realise is when my anger is triggered, usually there's like a boundary that's been crossed or there's something that I'm not asking for um as an honoring of me there's something that i'm not verbalizing and this energy i've been aware of with my daughter is that i feel like she's disrespecting me and like she's four so i get that she's not intentionally trying to do that she is just like pushing her energy out and not like observing what happens when she pushes it over here into this space when she um you know, does something like that I haven't actually asked her not to do, but she's just feeling out for the response of like, like what happens when I do this action, like what shows up. Um, and really like getting me to think quite deeply about like what works for me in sharing space with her and what doesn't and where I find the struggle with all of this comes from is I remember my upbringing being quite strict in the sense that my parents had chosen to be a part of the Christian church Um, and my dad was studying to be a pastor um, and very, you know, committed student of the Bible philosophies and he wanted us to be the model family because, of course, we would always be on show at the church, like we would be at the front of the congregation, we would... um, be seen as this example of how to live using these, um, you know, this belief system. And what I what I notice is that there's different ways of interpreting these, you know, philosophies that can be 
like such a beautiful contribution, but they can also be like very limiting and very judgmental um, and very controlling. And I feel that that was the case during my experience. It was more about being submissive and um, doing like what was expected of me and really not having my voice, not really having a say um, and definitely not taking up space, <laughs> definitely not asking questions that may conflict my dad's point of view about um, the meaning of, you know, certain certain passages. And so I noticed this part of me that shows up when I engage with my daughter and it's like I don't want to crush her spirit like she's such a confident and outgoing girl who loves to talk to people and she can hold a 20 plus conversation you know minute conversation on her own um and she's constantly racing out the door to find a new friend to play with um and she's like such a socialite I'm sure she's like a mini Paris Hilton. <laughs> but in parenting that, I, I find it like so hard at times because there's this space of allowance that I desire to have for her as a being and not just seeing her as a child and me being the parent who knows everything and it's my job to like teach her how it is and if she doesn't abide by my rules then I'm failing or she's a bad child or she's evil. So there's like all of that, you know, being an allowance of who she is, but also recognizing like that that doesn't mean that I cannot have a say in what works for me, especially because we are sharing space 24-7 and, you know, I also (laughs) need to – um be able to expand my energy, to be able to show up as me, to have my say, to um, not feel like I'm being, you know, entirely led by my child and having a balance for both of us. And I think in the relationships post-children and post partner I was definitely able to have a level of control by really avoidance um whereas and by that I mean like if I didn't want to see people I would just sort of retreat and not answer my phone and really I didn't even have people over to my house like I think back now and I'm like hardly anyone ever came to my house. I certainly didn't like do dinner parties or like I would always go out and meet friends and we would go to restaurants and we'd go to cafes. And when I stepped out of my house, that was me like deciding I was open for business um, and that I was aware that I I would be engaging with the world. Um, And now it's like the world comes into my house <laughs> through my my daughter and 
I really became aware this year after having my second child and feeling like his energy is very much more like me where he he loves to be at home and has really quite um like a polarizing sense of self where he just like my daughter really knows who he is um and doesn't like feel the need to go out and cuddle everyone and show his love in that way like she's like this love bomb that just wants to go and touch everyone like physically she's like a touchy feely being and he when I was pregnant with him it was like I really noticed that I felt such clarity in having these really strong boundaries about where my energy was going what I needed to do to nurture myself um saying no and, and really also having this conviction in the way that I wanted to experience uh, birth and that it was actually going to disrupt, um, particularly my family um, and my partner's family and, and their beliefs around that topic. Um, but I was so clear the level of truth that he allowed me to tap into I was so clear in all of the spaces that I had like just made myself smaller, like contracted myself in like a disempowered way, like um, and not gone for things that really were on my heart because I didn't want to push people out of their, out of their comfort zone. Um, I, it was like, if they weren't on board in supporting me, then, you know, I wasn't going to go for it. Like I wasn't going to go and seek those that were aligned with me. Instead, I just looked at my reality and went, well, if they're not ready to show up and support me, then I won't choose it. And this has been the gift of my children in just who they are as beings and the energy they've brought to my world. But I really noticed that because I wasn't clear in who I was and what works for me, that I kind of got dragged into trying to operate again like my daughter, like trying to um, have this interaction with anyone and everyone. Like we'd go down to the river. As soon as I would leave the house, I could guarantee that – I would end up having a conversation with someone because she would start playing with their kid and they'd be interested in in me and what I do and I met some really lovely people but it was like none of them were connecting with me on on like the level that I was actually like not even aware that I was desiring because I wasn't asking for it. So I was sort of just like getting dragged around by her and and not feeling into what I needed, like what was going to work for me. And this became like really clear to me, I guess not because, not just because having two kids means that I have uh, a sort of less time available to dedicate to myself and my projects. But 
Um, simply because I feel like when you become aware of something and you realize it's not working for you, you're like, oh, shit, I can't keep doing that now. I'm so aware of it. Oh. Um, but literally it was like that. It was like, hang on a minute. I'm doing that thing where I'm trying to be someone else again and I'm trying to operate from their reality and I'm getting caught up in it and it's it's not working for me. Like I'm, I'm like miserable. I'm feeling like pain in my body. I'm getting shitty at other people. I'm blaming them for like, you know, my circumstances. Like that's not, that's not me. It's like, that's not fun. That's not what I'm choosing. And you know, how many times do we like get sucked up in someone else's reality and then realize like, oh, that like, that doesn't even work for me. Um, it's not even fun. <laughs> and I feel like this is probably a summary of a repeating pattern that happens in my life where if I'm literally really not focused not showing up for myself every day. I'm not tuning into like, you know, where am I at? What, where, where like committing to my, I guess, like alignment. Um, and really standing like firm in that, like commitment to myself to be who I am, regardless of how much it disrupts everyone else's world. Then I get caught up just like, being dragged around and getting um, disorientated in the chaos and the swirl of like everyone else's drama and trauma. And of course, what I'm, what I know is that like, there's a part of us that actually enjoys that because, you know, the avoidance of actually taking responsibility for creating our own life because it's scary as shit. Like all you really like meet yourself, (laughs) when you do that um and I know like these projects that I'm really choosing now and I'm I'm clearing the slate and I'm like these are the projects I'm focusing on like and every day I've like got to bring my attention back to it bring my attention back to it and every moment I'm like oh this is the next step and my whole body goes fuck (laughs) because I know that on the other side of it is all the things I've been asking for. And naturally, like, there's a part of my mind that goes, yeah, but like, what will I lose? Um, you know, the illusion of like, oh, I can't control it. Like, I'm trying to like understand it. And I, you know, the mind just comes in and starts like hacking away at like, why that's not going to work or, oh, maybe that's not the thing or, oh, what if, you know, um, like my children need me right now and blah, blah, blah. On that note, would you believe I said that? <laughs> Look how powerful I am. I said that comment about my children need me and my little one just woke up as if on cue. <laughs> um, so where were we? Oh, yeah this addiction, like it's really interesting because this shows up so differently for, for everyone. And I know that I used to say like, in I guess a bit of a judgy a-hole way that, oh, well, you know, I never got addicted to, to alcohol. I never really got into drugs. Like, um, what's addiction? You, you know, I, I think I, 
had this point of view about addiction had to mean that it was, you know, to be like bad and to be like um, really like low level of suckery was that it had to be substance abuse. But what I realized was when I was like, oh, what's actually true for me here? Like, what if you could be addicted to anything? And what if it wasn't like that one was, you know, right or wrong, but simply that just some addictions are, you know, maybe healthy? Even that's kind of like a bit of a judgment, but, you know, of a higher vibration versus others that are of a lower vibration. And for me, like my addiction for a long time was actually my relationship with food. And it still is. Like I notice when when I'm particularly stressed and maybe I'm putting too much on my plate or I'm getting caught up in everyone else's stuff, like I don't know what to eat. And I almost go to like not eating rather than the opposite, which is very common, which is like the binge eating or um you know, like eating, eating everything and trying to like fill the void of, of, um, discomfort and, and like, I'm trying to think of the word, um, lost, lostness (laughs) when you're feeling like disconnected and, and, uh, can't find yourself in your world, uh, you know, that there can be this default of like, okay, what can I choose to distract myself? And so one one aspect of that, which I'm aware of, is my relationship with food. And I came across this term not that long ago that was called orthorexia. And it's like basically having to eat certain things and not other things and um, really like in my competition days, like that was like sugar, like sugar was so bad. Even if it came from like fruit, it was like the conditioning I'd been around when I was in like the competition space was very much like this is going back mm, like 10, 12 years ago now, um, it was all about like paleo and keto and like don't eat any sugar, don't eat, have any salt, um, don't have any carbs and those things were like so bad that um, I totally malnourished myself um, and it caused like so much pain in my body because that really didn't work for me and now I know that like we have this thing funny as humans where it's like often we'll find what doesn't work for us by going to the extreme of that and then realizing oh wow life really isn't getting any better um maybe I should try something different what does that look like I don't even know (laughs) um so alongside that like my ever-evolving relationship with food um which, by the way, I, I now enjoy fruit and, you know, lots of different sugars and I don't even guilt myself if I have a Tim Tam. And, um, but 
I would do the same thing with consuming other people's trauma and drama. Like I genuinely do have a part of my being that only wants to be here if I'm contributing, if I'm helping others like relieve their suffering. And when I'm feeling like lost in my my own world, I feel like I, I even remember this saying of like, if you can't find yourself, like um, help someone, you know. So I'm sure that's a program that's running um, that does push me into avoidance at times when my like – growth is feeling uncomfortable or I'm invited to expand into this new part of me and I'm like you know trying to avoid that trying to keep myself small and rich and contracted and so I I go out and and I like listen to other people's stories and I get caught up in that and I don't um like there's so many times where I'll sit with someone and I'll get this ping of like, okay, it's time for you to leave now and I won't. Like I'm still practicing this. Like I hear my partner do it. It's like overgiving, like give, 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 give. And coming from this place of like, oh my gosh, I know how to help you. I know which tool would work. I know. And you spend this time like trying to like poke around and drip feed the person while you listen to them go speak in circles around their challenge and their problem and their pain. And you can see all of these different ways and like you spend time trying to like come in from this angle and come in from this angle and come in from this angle. And when I walk away, I'm like so fucking exhausted. And I'm like, why did I do that to myself? I didn't honor my awareness about what was, what was working for me and what was not. And I come back into my, into my home and I start like going into this like other addiction of like judging myself for not like affirming my own boundary for not saying like this doesn't work for me this is actually what I require um and for like getting caught up in that cycle again and we have this thing like collectively where we've really been so well programmed to consume like to look outside of us and get caught up in the things like whether it's like couldn't even just be materialistic maybe like me you're kind of not really into stuff like you like to have a few really nice special things but you actually consume other people's like realities other people's like stories other people's beliefs other people's um pain and you're like kind of addicted to it um And it's like the default thing that you do. And what do I get from doing that? Like, because I'm aware of it and I'm like, well, I'm still doing it sometimes. Like I'm definitely getting better at like moving beyond that and into creation space. Because what I know is that like when I'm in consumer, like I'm not creating, like I'm here to be a creator being. And so when I'm not in that space, when I'm not like, you know, focused and um, tuning out from the outside noise and like investing those moments of time that I have 
whenever I can find them amongst my little kidlets and my responsibilities from those choices I've made to be a mum. I literally just like said all of that and it was on a nice rant and I looked at my my little man and just my brain is <laughs> turned to mush when I look at his little face. Um, let me see if I can pick off where I was. Um, but when I'm consuming, like I'm trying to digest. So here's like where what I feel like the food thing shows up because it's like if I'm – like not just looking at the ways that that shows up in physical food but in the energy that I'm digesting and that I'm constantly consuming and that there's this like I'm way out of balance because I'm like I'm consuming everyone else's stuff and not like allowing my body to digest and kind of detox the shit that is not even me, that's not even relevant to me, that um, I actually have no responsibility to. It's literally just a choice that these people that I love so dearly are like actually not choosing what I am and so therefore they're not able to receive me right now and I'm dishonoring myself and I'm doing them a great disservice by not allowing them to just like connect with people who enjoy being with the funk in them, like in the funk with them, then what what it does is (coughs) like it keeps me in like – the shitty lower vibration of that addiction. Like, and I think, I think I went back to what, like, what am I getting from it? Because, um, I'm doing it because I'm getting something from it. Like everything we do, um, we're getting something from it. So what I know I get from it is, um, I feel like I have a sense of value that, you know, when I, in, in someone else's space and I leave and they feel better that there's a part of me that is like oh you know I have I, I'm on this planet for a reason like my life isn't being wasted <laughs> um and there's other ways that I can create that I know I can like that I haven't even realized um, that would be so much more of a gift for me and so much more of an honoring of my body um, that I for for a very long time have not been allowing myself to have like and also I haven't been willing to have it like there's so much stuff out there that we tell ourselves there's you know we get so stuck in these stories in these traumas and dramas and um it's so comfortable but really like it's foundationally a lot of us actually aren't willing to have anything better it's not that we don't have the money or that we can't do it or that you know um i'm i'm too damaged or like it's never going to happen for me like you know that you're so broken that you're not capable of anything greater like i actually don't believe that i actually don't believe that there is nothing that you can't change there is nothing that you can't heal because i know that we are just like our children we are an like a part of the divine like we are not separate 
And really, it's actually just being willing to have it. You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to be deserving of it. You don't have to like believe that you're worthy or that you're um, special or any of that. You can feel like totally none of that and um, feel like you're the shittest human on the planet. But if you could just allow yourself for a moment to dream about what if I could just be willing to have it? Side note, who else's child is constantly seems to have like a nappy full of shit? <laughs> um, so what I what I realized is that those people that have certain things like that others look to as desirable or a measure of success, I it's really like you know, I I used to ask this question, like, well, why does that person have all this money? Because like what they're doing is doesn't seem to be very ethical. It's like, or their moral compass seems to be a bit off. And, you know, this is like, I think when I went through the judgy asshole phase of awakening, (laughs) um, where it's like, oh, if you're not doing all the good and the conscious things, then again, like you're not, um, you're not winning. You're not like the best measure of um, consciousness in practice. Like, <laughs> But I would think about this. I'd be like, okay, if having a particular life, um, whatever that be for you, it's not about like doing everything right. It's not about being a good person. It's not about whether you're worthy of it or not or whether you've had enough trauma in your life or not that you're like – you know, no longer being punished for like past choices. If it was purely just that some people are willing to have that and others aren't, like then could you ask yourself like what is it that I'm getting from the story that I'm living right now and am I actually willing to have anything different? And literally that that question has, don't get me wrong, like I still find myself sometimes getting stuck in someone else's trauma and drama and I'm like, oh, I'm doing that thing where I avoid actually creating my life. Um, But it has given me so much more allowance for the choices that other people are making and have free will to make. And that simply it could be that, they're not choosing to have anything more than suffering right now. And like, that's totally okay. That's just where they are. And what can I do about that? What am I willing to choose? Like, am I willing to create my life or, and become the, the hero of my own story or, do I just continue to desire like to distract myself? <laughs> How much longer would I like to do that for? Um, and, and be a consumer. And here's the thing, like none of it's wrong because we need consumers. We need people that want to eat up all of the stuff that like creatives make because 
everyone has their place. Like everyone is contributing. One is like not better than the other. Like everything functions as an ecosystem and we can play in all of the roles at any space in time. I realize I've just decided it's not fun for me anymore to be a consumer because what's in my heart is like, I want to create I actually want to be able to dish up like a beautiful, tasty dish that that nourishes someone's soul, that allows them to feel something that wakes them up to go, oh my God, like what if this was in me? Like if anything, it's like I know that just like the leaders that I look to who be something that I desire, that I'm like, I see that and that means that on some level like I be it and I just haven't been willing to have it because back to the boundary conversation, I haven't decided that it's like important enough for me to put that stake in the ground and say like I am claiming this, like this is mine. And it's not just like a one-time thing. It's like every day I've got to get up and go like I'm going for this, I'm going for this, like I literally, before I got on this podcast, I'm like, oh my God, I feel like shit. Like, what am I going to talk about? Oh, and I felt like that, that, um, creepy feeling of like judgment of myself and like, um, you know, I'm, I'm part of this like podcast crew and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to apply for this scholarship and shit. Like, what if I win it? Like so much stuff came up. I was like, oh my God, if I win it, it means like I have to really go for this thing. <laughs> and I felt myself starting to like retract from it. Um, and, you know, beyond that, I was like already judging myself and already stopping myself. And going back into like this safe space of where like I just kind of like feel a bit shitty and I just distract myself with like folding the washing or cleaning the house or moping around <laughs> because I know how to do that. Like that's definitely like a predictable, safe and, and maybe slightly addictive choice. But I know like as I speak to this, I'm like, I've got to put my stake in the ground. I've got to claim my space. I've got to show up because I need my children to know that like, like this is how I respect my body. This is what I ask for as like, you know, what my claiming my place in the family, like, and you know, I am like, it's not again, like, I'm like, not going to like, I deserve it or, um, I'm worthy of it. It's like, this is what I'm here for. It's literally just a part of my being. It's just who I am. And if I'm not choosing to live and create my life, then I know that I'm actually choosing to slowly decay it and slowly devolve my, my being. And as eventually I don't want to get back to that place where I was on my deathbed deciding like if I hang around or just take myself out like that's not fun for me I'm not here to live like a half-ass existence and it's not just that like I feel more than ever it's almost like I realize that the motivation I had for creating my life when I was single was like solo you know like I'm super grateful though because what did allow me to make that choice because to live because it's like 
we're always essentially fluctuating between living and creating our life or the opposite, which is like not actively choosing, not proactively showing up and putting like our foot, like putting our voice in the world, putting our, claiming our space in the world and showing up for us. We are like moving towards that space of slowly killing ourselves. Um, and no one's doing that for us. Like we literally have the power to choose to live or die. And that is such a gift. And I am, you know, chose to stay initially because of my cat, because he was like my hairy child. And he was the first being that cracked my heart open to a space of like, there's actually something here with inside of me. Like I have this love. I didn't know I was capable of giving. And I wanted to experience more of that for me. Like he showed that to me and my children have only just continued to explode that within me. And I feel like I have a duty, uh, you know, if it's not just for me, which there's this thing I'm aware of where many of us mums are able to like move mountains for our children and we don't gift that to us. And so I'm saying to, to me and to you, like we have a duty to gift that to ourselves, to show up for ourselves, to show up for our dreams, to claim our space in the world, to make that commitment, to not be in distraction and avoidance anymore and to not be in the victim story anymore to figure out what it looks like to give like five minutes a day 10 minutes a day a moment of thought to what it is that actually lights us up and that we're here to give to the world because they are looking at us to be that example of like an expansive potent being that is a full channel of creation in the world and getting nice and deep and meaningful with you you had that choice like if you had children you survived birth like i i don't know why we don't celebrate that more often like we we celebrate like the birth of the baby but why don't we celebrate the fact that the mother survived birth because it is the meeting like point when you when you move into the birthing portal it's the meeting point of you dying potentially physically dying because of what it actually takes to move through labor but also emotionally mentally like every spirit like on a spiritual level we die you are not the same person and you never will be you will never not be a mother again and for me that's like a super scary thought that I also navigate um, at times Um, but this is it it's like you get, you've been reborn, all you mamas out there. You get another shot at your dreams, at life, at claiming your space in your family. And our children are looking to us to show up, to, to let them know, like, 
hey, this is what works for me. Hey, this doesn't work for me. And it's not about like trying to control them because we know how that works out. I heard this conversation recently and the speaker was talking about surrendering to the chaos of parenting. And I laughed because I thought, uh, I don't know how I'm doing still with the whole surrendering to that. But, you know, what I know is like this this balance that I try to, to have um, seeking to find constantly between allowing my child to be who they are and disrupt the world in their own unique way but also like having boundaries in like what works for me in sharing and co-creating together and having um, a loving expression of that because we can't just say nothing and let them run the show. I mean, perhaps that feels light for some of you and go for it. But for me, it's like, that's not working for me right now. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, I don't want to be dominating and like, you know, brainwashing my child to like do everything that I say. So where is the middle? And I don't have the answer for that. Um, but this is just what's showing up for me right now. And what I'm getting very clear on, um, in myself and I know that by at least me choosing to decide what is important to me right now and what can I do in what is the space and time that's available to me to nurture and to nourish those parts of me uh, that that are that creative expression that you know acknowledges that I am a creative like I'm not a consumer I'm actually not here for that and that's why I feel sick and I need a detox <laughs> and what does that look like um, so on that note I hope you enjoy this conversation and if you would love to continue this journey with me, just subscribe to my channel and I will see you next week.